Hello everyone and welcome to the Sario Dev Show, Engineering IRL. And uh, today's revision, I thought I'd cover something a little bit more technical. And the question today is, how important even is cyber? What's the deal? So, obviously I'm talking here about uh, cybersecurity. It, and, and in this landscape, you would have heard so many stories. When you think of cybersecurity, what do you think of? You think of hacking, you think of mostly hacking. Um, but in reality, it actually does impact uh, a lot of us and it's kind of relevant to almost every engineering degree. And it is for one main reason. The reason is everything is starting to be connected to everything. You've heard about your smart TVs, smart fridges, soon will be your smart tables, smart clothing, everything's gonna be smart. But all smart means is connected to the internet and does things that normally doesn't. <clears throat> that being said, what it means is for, for, for most things, it's got every single advantage of being connected to the internet and therefore means it has every other disadvantage of being connected to the internet as well. So every industry out there, you're, even civil, mechanical, um, electrical, all industries will be impacted um, by this. So it's important to at least have a base understanding of what it is, how you can protect yourself, um, even, even, even to be able to share that with someone else, and a minimum to be able to understand where you, what, what you need to do for yourself to at least not be one of those plebs that get hacked. Um, <clears throat> this won't be a rant about specifics on how do I secure my password and things like that. All of that type of information you can kind of look up. What I want to do is kind of relate it to a bigger picture and to industry. From, from where I stand, uh, this, the cyberspace, we, in, our, in, uh, in, in the industry that I work in, obviously we're protecting utilities. So it's actually a major deal because of the criticality. But the funny thing is, is that a lot of the vulnerabilities are humans. It's got nothing to do with the system. Um, <coughs> humans, i.e. you. Uh, so even like you can, go, you can look up so many attacks over the years, even Target 2014, they got hacked big time. They lost what, 60 million customer, different customers' credit card information. Turns out that the hack behind that, obviously, uh, in the end, was actually one of the third-party vendors. So another company that was working for them contracted out. They're the ones that actually got hacked, but because they had to go in and do a maintenance job, they could bypass a whole bunch of target security. Then from there, the hack commences. <clears throat> so it means that you, connecting to any systems, have to consider your cyber profile. Now, the best thing that I can probably do for you guys is to talk about it from a macro level. So high level kind of things that you can do. Um, and, and the first thing is, is that understand that it's about uh, layering and attack surface. So the attack surface has increased over the years because of the connectivity that I've talked about. Digitalization and all those sorts of topics, everything's being connected. Anything on the internet, any connection that you have to the internet 
is essentially increasing your attack surface. But it doesn't just mean that, oh, because I'm not on the internet, I'm not hackable. You need to, this is why we talk about layers. In this scenario that I talked about earlier with the target hack, obviously that means that since that guy got in, he bypassed a whole bunch of layers after that. So there's a whole bunch of security. So it's not just that third party company's fault. They're essentially the hole into the door. But just because someone gets into that door, think about it as your house. Just because someone gets into the front door, if you if you could just structure your house the way you want, the front door could probably only get you to a section um, and doesn't give you access to everything else. So if you could compartmentalize the sections of your house with different uh, security doors, obviously super inconvenient, um, then you start to understand that it's the equivalent of layering your network architecture. Okay, so that's one example of how your security can be improved just simply by uh, understanding your archi architecture and minimizing minimizing your attack profile. <clears throat> After that, what I would recommend is you as the user of a system, like, the other thing that is highly probable is your own laptop or work machines or USBs that you have are infected. And obviously you want to run your scanners and all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> but given that, given that knowledge, you need to be aware of what you're connecting to. The types of systems you're connecting to, if it's important or if you've got a USB, maybe it does need to be formatted. Um, and another uh, interesting kind of direction I'll go here is your at the end of the day it's not like some super hacker is going to get into uh, get into everything kind of thing like there's there's a line where the hacking isn't it's the way you think of it is uh, I'll bring back to the front door example when you've encrypted everything you've put a password on something to say if the password to this is wrong, don't open. Don't open the door. Okay, the way that encryption works is even the, the top hackers can't beat that statement. If password doesn't match, don't let through. Even the top hackers, they can't beat that. It's a statement that says, it's a yes, no statement. So what they do is, I mean, what you classically hear of is this, you know, this hacker goes crazy, types a bunch of stuff, does a brute force attack. That's them trying to guess the password uh, millions of times over and over. That's not economical. That generally almost never results in a successful hack. Otherwise you'd be hearing people getting hacked left, right and center all the time. How they get it is through uh, what's called social engineering. So it's a lot easier. Think about uh, like hacking your friend and you go, uh, you try to you know their email, so you go to a website, you use their email, you try to go forget my pa I forgot my password, um, and then it asks you a few security questions to try to get through, um, and then you know it's your that person's pet's name, first pet's name. You probably know what it is, you know, and their birthday and a few other personal details. So through methods that get around the door, it's tricking the door to saying yes, no, it's not beating the yes, no statement, it's hiding 
um, hiding within that statement so that it lets it in. Or obviously what they call, this is why they call a backdoor. It's easier for them to attack another way that's already been established in. So if someone's got a door, an entrance, a back door, another entrance doorway, it's easier to hijack, to jump onto that guy and enter the house that way. Forget the front door, no one's getting through that. The idea of this is not to scare you into thinking that there's no way to protect it and all these back doors and you have all, you know, you're so vulnerable. At the end of the day, if you're not a target, then, then like your, your average drive-by hack attempts, you should, you should be able to protect yourself from. Um, this applies to your personal and to work. But I think the way that the world is moving forward with, in, like the internet's in the early phases, electricity has been around for what, 200 years? And um, if you go back to when it was only 20 years old, you think about the, the applications they were doing then and what they thought was the future, like now we've taken it to the next level. Internet has only been around for like 20 years. So <clears throat> it's gonna keep going and it's gonna keep increasing. So it's good to be ahead of it. Um, and then even when you um, work for a company, if you are at least uh, cyber conscious, it will reflect well on you. Even if you're in a medical field, even if you're studying whatever, it's, it, it's a positive uh, mindset to have um, to at least understand those basics. Okay. So what do we know so far that cyber is real, uh, is a real issue because of hyperconnectivity and the internet. We know that, uh, we learn now that you as a human are the biggest weakness in most systems. We learned that even big companies get hacked through human error um, through other companies. So this is why it's relevant to whatever industry you're in. And we know that each one of us can improve, um, improve our cybersecurity by reducing our attack surface. Number of ways we can get screwed. Just as a side note for you to have something out of this is obviously the way that you manage your, so two things you need to learn how to manage your passwords and your backups. That's about it. Your passwords you need to manage because if you have one password for everything, then you're super hackable. You can look up so many ways to improve your password management. Um, and then the other thing is managing your backups. Where's your data? Uh, obviously nowadays cloud's pretty good if you can get all of your data up to the cloud, but then that means if your password manager is not good and that gets hacked, then everything's together in one place. So in either case, both of those together should get you to be able to recover in most scenarios. What, what you want to reach ideally is that no single device that you have, even if you lose it, you break it, or it gets hacked or whatever, you can just wipe it. And then from your backups, rebuild it. Because um, with this whole cyber thing and the hacking, they have to hack base code. Like wiping your phone cleans your phone. It's not like they're hiding underneath a layer of deletion. If you format it, it's, they still play under the rules of, well, the physics of the of devices, the physics of the internet in that a device is designed to run, okay? It has memory, it has to run certain code. If you wipe out all the code, then the virus is gone. That's fine. It's not 
unbeatable. There's not like, you know, this this, this scary thing that can happen. A lot of the um, uh, I hear on the radio sometimes, you know, the hacker, some hacker kid comes onto the radio and they uh, they interview them and ask them like, oh, what have you got into? And they talk about all these cool things they've done. And whilst it's probably partly true, there is a large portion of it that when I hear what they're saying, it's, it's kind of bullshit. They're just talking trash. So <clears throat> some kids will have skills and all that. And there is a lot of potential for for, for it to be around, but there are answers as well. Like there's equally as uh, there's equally smart people working on the defense as there is on the offense. But um, don't underestimate learning some of the offense tech offense techniques helps you learn the defense. So hopefully that's another little takeaway you can get as well. They've done some testing uh, previously where what they did was they got cyber security experts that were like defense specialists and they got hackers to both equally defend and attack. And the attackers, the guys that were actually hackers were uh, better at handling, uh, at defending a cyber attack. So the best defense is a good offense apparently, um, but it doesn't mean that the defensive techniques wouldn't uh, didn't mitigate anything or weren't effective. They just weren't as efficient or as fast or as responsive as potentially a hacker. And this is one isolated test, but hopefully you can apply it to your um, real life. So think about um, what we talked about today a little bit in the in the cyber world. Personally and professionally, you need to be thinking about it, at least in the back of your mind. Understand the big impacts and what it really means and what they can do. Um, but also understand that you there are things that you can do about it. Also think about the fact that uh, using uh, um, cyber attacks as an, as an example is that a good offense is a good defense. So you shouldn't always be defensive minded, waiting for things to come to you. You shouldn't be thinking that way. Consider this. If a company says they've been hacked four times and a company's been hacked zero times, that doesn't necessarily mean that the, the, the company with the best cybersecurity defenses is the one that has zero hacks against them. You say, but, the, but why? That, like, they haven't been hacked, they must be the best. No, they just haven't been hacked by the right person. They've never, what we don't know is they haven't been hacked because they haven't been targeted. And therefore, once they get hacked, they might reveal some really uh, some some real problems behind the scenes. Whereas one's been tried and tested and improved. Assu assuming you get you improve, assuming you improve, then obviously you're more tried, uh, tried and true tested to be able to handle the hacks. So um, you might say, oh, that's 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 kind of BS. Like Windows machines always get hacked and Apple's don't. That's not entirely true. Um, a better way I can uh, talk about this is, for example, Google have a program where if you hack them, they pay you. <laughs> you hack them, you report it to them, they pay you. And that's because they, it's, it, your system is better tested when it's being attacked, right? It means you're, from, a, from an offensive, defensive standpoint, you're not just saying, oh, I've put up these five walls, should be good, we haven't been attacked once, we're good. It's proactively, so when I mean offense, I don't mean go out and hack everyone. What I mean is you're proactively testing 
your defenses that you got set up. And the same thing that you have all your things in your life, all your, all, all those uh, routines and things like that. These are things that you have set up in life. You need to proactively attack them and question them for them to continually improve. Okay, so you need to be on the offense instead of the defense. You also need to take a page out of uh, Google's book and reevaluate, reassess your current goals. We're going to tie this into uh, your real life side, your current goals. And, and, and the way I'm using these words, goals uh, generically would still apply to your cyber uh, intentions as well. So it's not just a cop out. You, you need to consider uh, being more proactive um, and questioning what you have as your defense. Otherwise, you're just you're staying there. If you're not progressing, you're falling behind. That's the saying. <clears throat> and that's the same for your cyber profile. So for now, uh, I won't go into depth with the cyber stuff, but I encourage if you have questions about cyber and you want to know a little bit more, maybe you have some specific details uh, that you want to know uh, at a micro level, I can provide all of that to you. Just ask the questions. Next session, I can talk about uh, specifics. Uh, and just for another piece, if you want to understand the difference between IT and OT, cybersecurity, um, I'll have a good post about that shortly. Um, and probably another podcast later on covering that topic in detail. But in any case, that brings us to a close for today and uh, the topic that I want to talk about with the cyber. Uh, hopefully you get something out of it. Hopefully you get some sort of value. Thanks for everyone that's been listening. This has been pretty fun. Uh, hopefully the quality keeps improving over time. Uh, as always, good luck on all the stuff that you're working on. And uh, thanks for listening.